This is the 1080 Outdoors podcast, episode number five. Uh, I am Taylor, and Jed is joining me today. We go into uh, what happened to us in November for bow season and gun season here in Wisconsin. Go over our plans for the winter, which tags we're going to apply for for out west, um, and what we hope to draw. We also talk about our random thoughts, which we get really off task and go on a long long ramble so once again thanks for joining us like us subscribe us and enjoy the podcast and happy holidays number five i'm with jed what's up we uh we had a, a long break here it's been about a month or it's been over a month a lot of stuff has happened jed why don't you tell everyone what's happened to you lately since the last time october 31st well um Gun season has come and gone. Uh, gotten gotten into the coyote and bobcat hunting part of the year, and also some small game hunting. What uh, what's happened to you? Yeah, we had gun season. Shot a decent buck. Shot a decent buck on opening morning. I did with Joe. Joe uh, and I. Hunted the first day together, <laughs> got super lucky. Was driving down inside of, or in a field, gonna go look for a deer that Joe had shot at, and we stepped out of the car and we saw the deer that he shot at, and they ran away. And then this buck came from across the road and ran right in my shooting lane and <laughs> shot it. So it was pretty stupid. Pretty nice deer though. So now yeah, we've been we just got done squirrel hunt. We did. Two days of squirrel hunting. We got uh, about six. Yeah, and I wouldn't call it two days of squirrel well, hunting. Yeah, about two hours two. of school, <laughs> squirrel hunting in the, the last, last two days. The last two days we've been squirrel hunting. So, pretty fun to get back out there. But yeah, so um, we're going to kind of go back and talk about our November hunting in a little bit more depth. Our last podcast was on Halloween. So yeah, my rut started, well, I would say it started the day with you after the morning we got um, your buck. Uh, we saw the split G2, heard a huge brawl in the woods. Um, so after that, I kind of fell in love with him and he was so active on the cameras. Uh, again, first few days in November, pretty slow. I've had that happen now a few years in a row in this farm. Then we started picking up November 5th. I sat in... Um, a good spot with Weston that morning. We saw a shooter uh, kind of run the ditch below us. Uh, we were paying attention to him, trying to wait for him to come up over the hill. And sure enough, I turned around and the split G2 buck was standing there at about 40 yards on the road. Already had us pegged. He trotted up over the hill. November 7th was one of the better days I've ever spent in the woods. We saw over 12, 10 bucks. Uh, Jed actually slipped in and joined me for the last hour of that hunt. Um, but you know, we passed like a 135, 148 pointer, but I had seen all 10 of those bucks. Well, nine of the bucks. I don't remember how, what the number was exactly. I think we were over 10. So I think 10 bucks walked within bow range that morning or that day. I said a full day and the split G2 was a uh, one buck that didn't. So after that, it went back the next day same spot after a snowstorm and saw one deer 
the movement completely died off. And um, I think I did three all day sits. Um, saw a lot of deer. It's just I kind of zoned in on that one buck and couldn't get him within range. And he ended up getting shot the opening day of gun season by a neighbor about half a mile away. So heartbreaking. Gun season did a number on the farm I hunt due to certain people. So not sure what we have. Checked some trail cameras today and uh, the immediate close area of where I was hunting hasn't had much for bucks on it. Um, over a little ways off spot has quite a few bucks that looks like they made it and they've all transitioned over to there where there's some standing beans. So I might be able to get on something late season over there. But yeah, that's pretty much my no, my November bull hunting. Jed and I sat together that Saturday before gun season. I think the temperature was about eight, <laughs> eight or nine. It was cold. And that's kind of how it went again. It was cold. It, it, it just wears on you so much more, you know. That weather just it sucked again. The, the same thing last year. It just wears you down. So gun season rolled around. Jen, why don't you talk a little bit? What do you guys do it for gun season? Um, What's your tactic? We do we do a lot of uh, deer drives. Um, starting opening day, pretty much, uh, we sit for a few hours in the morning and then get uh, get the guys together and start pushing deer around. It's a wonderful tactic as far as meat gathering goes, but it's pretty rare that we kill big bucks doing it. I've had a share. I've had a good number of nice bucks killed on drives, but yeah. it's yeah. I don't know. It just seems whenever you get, I don't know, unpressure when you pressure unpressured land. Sometimes you can get a big buck mm -hmm. with them, but mm -hmm. a yeah, of, a lot of that's pretty pressured that you guys drive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Opening day, I shot a doe. Um, and then. It would have been Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I shot another doe. That was on a quick sit after work. Um, and then that was that was the extent of my my shooting. I went out one time muzzleloader hunting. Uh, I didn't even see a squirrel, so that was pretty fruitful. We had nasty weather that weekend, though. That was a um, so the snowstorm. Yeah, weekend? that was a snowstorm where it started on Saturday morning and really didn't get done. It snow, snow, rain, sleeting until yeah. Sunday at noon. Um, that was that was pretty much that. Yeah. Um, gun hunting is gun hunting. It is what it is. I don't know. It's love hate i guess it's a really cool tradition it just sometimes a lot of the work that you put in throughout the year gets seems like it's just ruined for one week of people out there but i'm never gonna bash gun hunting it's such a big tradition in work especially where we're from wisconsin that there's nothing you can't really replace it so it's always gonna be here might as well deal with it um I think my, our tactic mainly during gun hunting, my favorite part about it is going to some public land that you never got a chance to get to yet and doing drives on it. 
I really enjoy that. I think doing some deer drives, the tactics behind it are kind of cool. You kind of pick out different bedding areas and kind of figure out where they're going to run. Um, and that's kind of a fun part for me. I shot that one buck and then I shot a doe on a, a drive later in the, the week. And then after that, I was, I was kind of out of the woods for a while until this weekend. The last two days, Jed shot a, a coyote on Friday. What's the main reason you've been up in your predator hunting, though? Well, I uh, have a bobcat tag. Expires on on uh, Christmas Day. Is really? The last day of my season, yeah. Oh, my God. What's your plan for, like, the next week, then? Uh, just call, call, call. Um, And I don't know that I told you about this, Taylor, but I'm actually about 99% sure that we called a bobcat in two weekends ago. Really? Yeah, Jared and I. Um, we we heard something in the woods behind us and got the spotlight on it, you know, mm-hmm. red scope light. Um, and there was just this set of eyeballs staring at us, and we couldn't couldn't make an identification on it positively. So I didn't take the shot, and then we went up there afterwards, and where it was where the eyeballs were um was in some grass and based on the height off the ground of it and the way that it turned around in the flash that we saw as it left um the two options really are a bobcat or a ginormous raccoon so yeah that's a little bit tough to swallow but i also wasn't about to shoot something i couldn't actually identify what it was and that was somewhere that you knew that there was a bobcat around? Yep. Such as people coming to you saying they heard or they've seen it on trail camera or they've mm-hmm. seen one? Mm-hmm. And this one actually um, had been seen crossing the road. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the last... then uh, So, you went cow hunting that night and you stayed out pretty late yep. until 3.30, got one, though. Or that was on Friday night, right? Yeah, that was Friday night. Yeah, got got a coyote. Uh, it was probably about midnight when we got that one. Maybe not even. What's the tactic you guys use? Uh, oh, just cabin? predator calling, you know, with a fox pro. And you, yeah, you guys prefer night over daytime yeah, or evening sits? Yeah, it seems more successful in my experience. Right. Yeah. We had a nice weekend for being outside, though, compared to what it has been. Yeah, temperatures in the upper 30s. Yeah, and then yesterday and today we we did a little squirrel hunting. Got ourselves around... I think we got five. Five. Killed six, couldn't find one. But yeah, we were talking about how crazy... It's crazy because we went to the same spot that I've always squirrel hunted. We've always had a lot of squirrels there, and they're still there. They're just like deer or anything else places that there's a ton of them 10 years ago as long as too much didn't change it'll still be there but yeah we pretty much just walk walk along wait for one to run and then chase up a tree and circle the tree until we shoot it i don't know what other ways people hunt them you can sit sit and wait for them to come around and shoot them people hunt with dogs don't they Mm -hmm. yeah you ever done that i mean not like with a real squirrel dog, but <laughs> there's like real squirrel. Where's like squirrel hunting? You think the big, like most popular? 
uh, down like, south. Yeah, well, like Tennessee, Kentucky, yeah. Missouri, like that area. You think there's more squirrels there, or are you just people? No, are, like, just weird? people. People tend to hunt them harder there. Yeah. it's tough around here. I mean, especially since we we bow hunt so much, it's hard to go tramping through an area. I mean, honestly, you get away with it in some of the spots that. Like, you could hunt that road we were on today and wouldn't really affect anybody's whitetail hunting, I don't think. No. But I like those areas, those little little woods, those little, like, separated, like, pass back through the woods where there's fields all around, just lining trees and fence lines and, and stuff like that. Um, this is also, it's really cool to be on the woods right now because all of the deer signers out there. So you can see every bed that's been made in the last two weeks, I think. You can really see areas that deer prefer. Um, well, it's kind of cool. But what's your main plan this winter, dude? What are you going to do for hunting related? Oh, just predator hunting and uh, obviously some squirrel and rabbit hunting. And uh, once the new year turns over, uh, western states start opening up application periods. So, you know gonna make sure that all my ducks are in a row for that yeah we had turkey application in wisconsin just got done too my mind is blown every anytime somebody doesn't remember to do that yeah happens a lot happened to me once a couple times a couple years ago the reason that it mainly blows my mind is because you can apply for the following year when you actually yeah. buy your licenses. Yeah. Well, people that buy them in stores probably don't generally do that. Yeah. You know. yeah if you buy your license online, it's stupid not to. I've started doing that. But, so we're going to... Mainly, yeah. What, so what, what are you applying for out west? Well, for sure, Wyoming mule deer. For sure, New Mexico elk. And for sure, um, Ontario moose. So say you get an Ontario moose tag. Mm -hmm. What would your plan be? Um, go up there and try like hell to find a bull moose. Is that up around where you guys bought? Yeah. So how how would you find one though? Like who who would you talk to, or where would you look? Um, you would have to just glass. Um, well, first try and find tracks. Yeah. Obviously, and then you just have to start. Um, and what month would you hunt? Most likely. October, most likely. So it would prob it would be post rut. So you just have to glass uh, swamps and and clear cuts. Which, how would you, so what, do you get, like, on really lakes up there you'd want to, like, ride a boat around on? Mm, not so much. I'd, I mean, it'd, it'd be a possibility, but from what I know, I would just uh, cruise the back roads and get up on a vantage point and glass some, glass some clear cuts and some open swampy bottoms. Gun or bow? It would probably be a gun hunt. 
So you'd glass mug in the afternoons or mm-hmm. morning? Early or... mornings and afternoons, yeah. What do you think? Is is, is that area well known for? Like, you think you have good luck trying to get some? There, I mean, there's moose around, but there's it's a pretty low density and not much for trophy potential. Right. Uh, and you have to go for for a big moose. You want to get more west, right? West and north, yeah. Yukon, Alaska, northern British Columbia. Huh. That's where the true giants live. Right. So moose, that's one of your main goals. What else are you thinking? Oh, I'd absolutely love to draw a New Mexico elk tag. What would be the game plan there? Well, it depends on what, like, hunt I drew. Um, it would depend on, you know, the, the season or whatever. Their, their first archery season um, is pre-rut, so if, if you draw that hunt, you would be mainly trying to find elk wallows and just sitting over them mornings and evenings. Um, and it also depends what part of the state you get drawn for. Um, like a lot of elk there are in like low grasslands. So spotting and stalking is tough, but possible. I didn't know you were all into going to New Mexico for that. Well, what's see, the reasoning behind it? New Mexico um, doesn't do bonus points. So it's just a total, total random, totally draw. random every year. Huh. Do remind me. I need to do that too then. So that's awesome. Um also like most most states when you have to apply for for preference points you also have to buy a hunting license to do so. So like say the the point is $50, you also have to buy a $150 non-resident hunting license. Do you get your money apply. back then? No. What? Yeah. So each point is realistically $200 or you know whatever. Which, what are the, which state's like that? Like every one of them except Wyoming. Wow, that mm-hmm. is absurd. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Huh. So, also, um, you have to buy, how does that, it, all in all, the application in New Mexico costs $13. You do have to buy, I can't remember, it's like a $65 like game something game, like weird thing but, conservation card yeah but if you if you don't draw you can get it refunded yeah that's how i always thought a lot of those places right. worked wow right i don't know iowa works for white that's where i kind of looked at a little bit do you have like your do you think your um hunter safety like card like on hand no um normally like a hunting license from your home state will work because in order to have that license, you had to have hunting Yeah, safety. so what do you do, like, online, I think, I was looking at one, and they're like, they need your, like, customer, like, your like your uh, hunter safety, like, number, ID. Boy, I don't know. I haven't run into that problem. Hmm. I would imagine it's on file somewhere, but it's for sure not on file anywhere with me. I know that. Yeah, and, like, you think you... <laughs> God, you'd think you'd be able to look up like, on the DNR website or something. You might be able to. I've never tried. I feel like I've never seen the option. 
Boy, that is just a... It's so annoying when they, people make it, like, hard for you to do stuff you want to do. Like, I just wanted, like... I was literally trying to give Iowa my money. Like, just let me give it to you. It's got to be a f ordeal. But... Yeah, my plan is probably just apply wherever. Places like that, I mean, I'm interested, obviously, in hunting anything out there, so... We also need to figure out a turkey hunt for the spring coming up. We want to go somewhere, probably. Well, I'm assuming we're going to do like we always do and go to that mentally draining place called Nebraska. <laughs> Absolute just shit show every year. It hasn't been good so far. little fun fact, I was the uh, valedictorian of my hunter safety class. Where'd you take it at? Chaseburg Rotten Gun. Really? I took it in, actually, I took it in the high school in Viroqua. That's crazy. Yeah, so we found if you're from Wisconsin, you can go on the Wisconsin DNR website and you go under like the sections and safety education reprint certificate, your thing pops up right away. And it's actually your number, if anyone ever asks for you, like your hunter safety number, it's your customer ID number on your back tag. Oh, idiot. There's no back tags anymore. It's actually just your license. Well, sweet. So we got elk, mule deer, obviously in Wyoming and where else? You going to do anywhere else? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Um, Wait, Montana? We, we got something yeah, in Montana. We, we, yeah, we're in the plans of going out to visit JJ in I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to do a, a two-week trip um, sometime in Montana and then just go out. To, which one's first? Montana's first, right? You go to Montana first or Wyoming, you think? Wyoming, probably. Wyoming first, Montana. Nice. Yeah. Definitely combine those two trips. Get out there first couple of weeks of September, right? Mm-hmm. Almost, almost book it in like 9-1 to like 9-15. I can see it in my calendar now. Yeah, we got bear hunting. I got bear hunting in the old calendar, too. Yeah, that's Memorial Day weekend. Well, the week after Memorial Weekend. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, 31st of May through 9th of June, we're going to be up in Canada building shacks and hunting bears. We got opening... Season of turkey hunting in Wisconsin to be the 17th. We generally go to Nebraska, hopefully that first week in April. Well, or no, it's last weekend in March. I think first week in April is actually the deer and turkey expo usually. Yep. Um, may or may not be there again this year. Probably try to get back there. Wait. I thought we did deer and turkey expo then. No, we did. It was a um, week after. Was it? Nebraska, yeah. Week after Nebraska, before youth, youth hunt. season, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That weekend. Man, shit gets busy in March. Yeah. Shit starts getting busy. Because then we're pretty much on the go for two months. April, May. Well, and, and, June, and the first part of June, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, and, and uh, another, another thing, uh, archery club uh, starts, like, after the first of the year all over you shoot ball yeah i like to do that yeah i need to i need to get in there and do that more down there with you that yeah. is pretty fun yeah i like that a lot yeah i'm probably gonna try to figure out what i want to upgrade with bow here too either buy another compound or i don't know but yeah i'm thinking probably need to get a different one probably, probably time to do that never actually bought a bow really so, yeah, I'm not sure what the plans are with the podcast for the winter. We're going to 
But we're always going to be doing stuff. So if we, if we ever do anything like this squirrel hunt, we'll get on here and talk about it. Um, hopefully we do some scouting come February. I think maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do a couple scouting podcast things where we talk about what, we, what we're looking for in February. Um, some people shed hunt during that. I'm not like a, a giant shed hunter. I don't think it's weird sometimes. And then, yeah, probably some small game hunting here coming up. Yeah, Jed's weekends are pretty tied up. He's a volunteer coach for a wrestling team here in town, high school. Really takes for people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. He, like, likes it, though. It definitely is something to do during the wintertime, but... It's, like, the winter depression still gets bad. It gets ugly. Yeah, we're actually going to do possibly some, some uh, holiday hunting, kill a couple doe. Yeah, 24th through uh, through the 1st of January, right? And I have... <laughs> Like nineteen tags I can I can use. One, two, three, four, five, six doe tags. Shocking. And I have a bull buck tag to use too. That would be something that would be possible if I had a decent buck on any of these cameras. And I haven't really. But I think in Wisconsin this year the, the bow season has been extended to the 31st of January, right? I, I believe so. Yep. Archery. Oh, that's... Oh. So, no, it's still January 6th then. I don't know why. I, someone said that, though. No. Um, yeah, go to the actual... Yeah, so there isn't that much time. That's why... Dude, that yeah. holiday hunt is really stupid. Because you... you I'm pretty positive the rules are you cannot shoot a doe or, or a buck even with a bow during that time. It's a whole week this year. All right, our random thoughts of the podcast. So my random thought, I actually had a conversation about earlier. Uh, when was that? Whatever, a week ago or so. Um, random thought of if you can watch the movie where the red fern grows, even as a grown man and not get a little choked up, you're not necessarily human I want to associate with. How old's that movie? Uh, 1976. It came out. Or I'm not 100% positive I've ever seen it. That's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. Like, is that even worse? Yes. I'm looking it up right now. It's a dog movie? Yeah. Dude, I've never seen I have never seen this movie. It's so good. What's so good about it? Just the story. All I mean the production wasn't that great. This is the movie? Yeah. Well, this is the trailer, obviously. Yeah. It's about a little boy who grows up in uh Oklahoma, and all he wants in life is coon dogs, and he saves up and sneaks away and gets them without even telling his parents. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not gonna tell the rest of the story because gotta watch it. It's just, but it, it's great. It's a great story. After after having the conversation with the people that I had it with, I I definitely watched it one night and I didn't like 
Who'd you talk to about it with? I didn't all, uh, Jake. Jake Denier. Did he, like, know about it? Yeah, well, it was, it was in a group chat, um, with, uh, his fiance and some other people, and, like, uh, they were, I can't remember what was going on. I, oh, like, Harry Potter came up, and he was shit-talking it, which I disagree with fully, um, and he said that the only, like, book slash movie he's ever read and watched is where the red fern grows and then that's when i came out strong with if you're if you can watch that without tearing up you're not a good human dogs die i'm not telling obviously yeah (laughs) huh yeah i don't really have that much to add to it because i've never watched it but I, i mean you're going to i don't know dude yeah you are i really don't like old movies too bad. Although I did watch part of the A Wonderful Life the other night. That's a pretty good Christmas movie. I gotta think of my uh, random thought. Really? My random thought is the fact that like, how different your life changes when it's winter time. Like, <laughs> you can't walk anywhere comfortably. It's impossible. And then the places that you do find that are like good... Like, it's like a nice thing. To, like, remember when you get out of cars and you got to put your foot in a giant snowbank? That's the worst thing in the entire world. I don't I don't know. I think getting out of a car when it's 99 degrees and muggier than fuck is worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about winter, though. It's There's other things with it, too. Like, salt everywhere. Your shoes get like like it's so dirty. Yeah, everything's gross. dirty. It's gross. Like, like yeah, when snow's melting, it's terrible. The day, the first, that's why. Okay, the first day after a snowfall is like my favorite day. Probably nothing like nothing makes me happier than driving on a road after a fresh snow where there's no other vehicle tracks. Like, the plow hasn't come a plow yet. <clears throat> yeah, like that morning drive we did turkey season last year. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes you feel like you're the only human for miles. It's really scary, too. Like, that's kind of sketchy when there's, like, six inch, like six to, like, ten inches of snow actually on the road. It's, like, shocking. It's awesome. You know, it's crazy. Especially the snow when it's, like, the, that snow is, like, what's making it. So, like, you don't, you can't even see, like, the, the plow to... Right, the like, ditches. Like, the, yeah. Right. Just a guess. A navigational guess. Jesus. Yeah, it gets... Well, it's a... <laughs> that's how people die. People die in situations because people are so, so stupid. But that's my... Yeah, that's my random thought. It, it, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's like the counter. Like, every season has, like, something annoying about it. Uh, what does fall have, though? Nothing. Nothing is annoying about fall. Yeah, nothing. Spring, the only thing I think... Spring, like, everything's so muddy mm-hmm. all the time just disgustingly muddy yeah fall is just damn dude glorious fall is, yeah it is I, the, the annoying part about fall is that it's so short like it never it's a never an appropriate amount of time yeah it just it's awesome for like october mm-hmm. it's like prime fall and it's only one month then november like other like shit starts happening especially lately like during the run it's been so ridiculous the second the, it turns november like that last like two days of october it's so cold it's been so freaking cold lately in the rut. The last two years, it just sucked. 
god damn that morning <laughs> it was fucking eight degrees and it's like it's painful like when your head when you start getting headaches from the cold like it's that is so shitty like jen i thought jen was gonna die that morning like i was like trying because like, it makes it easier to sit out there when someone's out there but when you're the person the reason why that person's out there you like start feeling guilty and you're like you gotta like check in and like, hey man how's it going like oh you want some of these snacks i brought like trying to cheer them up and shit like oh dude i got the coffee everything's gonna be be okay <laughs> I guess that's one thing. It takes your mind off being worried about you as much because you feel guilty out there. That was shitty, dude. Was literally, cool. literally could feel him shaking in a tree. The tree was shaking. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. And then, like, the, that wind and stuff. Jesus Christ. It is just brutal. But those usually those first few weeks in October, my God. Amazing. Oh, 45 degrees. Still still an acceptable, like, amount of daylight. Because I hate it. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with it getting dark at 5 o'clock. Huge, huge love-hate, yeah. dude. We talked about it quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a huge love-hate. That, oh, because morning just turned into a chore at that point. Yeah. Then. Like, because you, you, obviously your hunting revolves around daylight and dark you know or like mm-hmm. daylight and dusk and then when when there's not very much time in between man it starts to get starts to be grind i'm just here to say spring bear hunting would be no fun if it was like if you had to get up in the morning imperative to be out there at daybreak well that's what gets so hard about turkey hunting towards mm-hmm. too it's like jeez it gets terrible i mean shooting light in like late late turkey seasons is is four o'clock for something right all morning, yeah. yeah. You can kill you can kill a turkey before five late season. That's insane. And you can stay out in the woods until eight thirty. <laughs> That's how it would be bear hunting too if you had to get up in the morning. It'd oh be, yeah, it'd like, be even worse. It'd be way worse because Jared shot his first well, his only bear at nine forty four. Oh my PM. god, <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, That's the early, it sucks with early season bow hunting too because it's like. Because bull hunting, it's more imperative to stay in the tree until it's actually dark. Like turkey hunting, very rarely am I walking out where it's like getting actually like dark out, you know? Mm-hmm. Where like bear hunting, it's like, or well, bear too, but like deer hunting too. And it's like you have to stay in the tree and then you get out and it's like 8.30. Oh, better go to bed. Yeah. Well, after after last year's horrendous situation, we are not hunting until dark bear hunting. Like legitimately out of the tree half hour yeah. before dark. We talked about that on here, didn't we? Yeah. With Jake, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you told you told the whole... That was one of the first podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's... <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. Late season... Ter- so, you... So, but it, it's also tough, though, when, during the rut when it changes daylight savings time. Because, like, I feel like the right before it changes in daylight savings time, that's my favorite time period to hunt. Because it gets dark at, like, 6, which is perfect for me. And then you you don't have to be out there in the morning till like seven. Like you almost like live like a normal life on that. Yeah, I don't really care about that. You don't care about what? Like the normal like time schedule. Because I mean, it nothing changes. It's still the same amount of daylight. Like yeah, who, I know. Who but cares like, what the clocks like, say? You know. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying mentally, it got harder to wake up. 
once that switch happened. Yeah. Because you're getting up like four through four o'clock instead of five o'clock, and then like the first couple of days don't really matter because your body's not, but like once like you have a couple of normal days with like the time being like that, then it starts like being like kind of weird. You're like, oh fuck, four o'clock, <laughs> dude, that's so early. Dude, that last time turkey hunting, I was waking up at three thirty when I was coming down from across. Yeah. Like daily, like multiple days. That's just not fun. No. Setting setting an alarm for something before four o'clock is just it's a different shift. Like you can't consider that the day shift anymore. That's and it's it's crazy too, like the night's so much different. Like things are like so much different out there. Like when you actually leave your house at three thirty. Like the car traffic, but who's at the gas station? Like things are like, it's such a different thing. Like four thirty. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, when you do that for a couple of days in a row, whew. especially I was getting done work at eleven then too, and coming back I was like set an alarm three thirty. It's already eleven thirty. That's a shot to the face. <laughs> like, my God. I used to have a phone that, like, when I would set my alarm, it would say how many hours until it was going yeah. to go off. That was a depressing feature, man. Yes, what phone? I used to have my phone did that, too. I think like the iPhones did that. All, or was it, like, just all the old flip phones did that? Could have been. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was crazy. As, as a man who's gone through a lot of different phones in his life, it's tough to keep all them old ones straight. Psh. That, that could be saved for another day, too, a random thought for how many phones we've gone through. Because I've gone through a lot. I I still think the Nokia brick phone is my favorite. I mean, granted, it doesn't have, couldn't, couldn't have Onyx Hunt on there, you know. But you could also charge it on Sunday and not care about, about electricity until the following Wednesday. You know, yeah. that was a pretty sweet feature. Yeah, I almost wish I could have, like, a flip phone and a normal phone, like, both active. You know, yeah. under the same number. I think you can. I think that's a thing. 